Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Moon. Yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Is your fixed income truly fixed income? Does it provide diversification, income, and risk management for your clients? At MFS, we help advisors deliver these essentials. We call it Essential Fixed Income. Find out more at mfs.com slash fixed income. Hey, this is Sugar Shane. We got another episode here of the Sanctuary Sweet Truth. Got Billy D's with me. How you doing, man? Oh, I'm doing okay, and I want to take this opportunity to wish everyone a happy July 4th. Yes, yes, yes. You going to be doing anything? No, I'm just going to be relaxing. I've had a tough couple of days, and I don't want to get into that. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's, just been a, it's just been a rough couple of days, and uh, I am going to just chill out with my wife and family and uh there you go uh, that's about it nothing yeah, fancy here i gotta work i gotta be up and go to work at six in the morning oh man get that's off the drag yeah well i get paid a little more but uh i get off at two but then when i get off we're gonna go to a grill out and maybe go see the fireworks because i ain't gotta be at work till two wednesday oh and okay that's my night shift one night i gotta work and then thursday i'm off so that works, and then uh, and my son wants to see the fireworks, so we're gonna try to find some place we can go to look at them. Hopefully, it ain't overbearing with traffic. I used to hate them in Douglasville when I lived in Georgia. We used mm-hmm. to go to Walmart parking lot, get there at seven from the start, at almost nine thirty, because you had to get there to get a place. Right, it start filling up that quick, and it'd take you an hour and a half to get out of the damn parking lot, and get home. Just to get home from there. It was ridiculous. I mean, you have a town of 120,000 people, and they all converge on one parking right. lot. I mean, but, uh, so, yeah, I do, uh, what do you think our forefathers would think of this day, of our generation that we're in now, and our situation of our economy? Or not our economy, but our country is in, in, well, economy too, but country as a whole. Well, that's an interesting question, because... It's interesting, the the Founding Fathers really did not trust 100% what you might call the collective wisdom of the public. Right. That is why, that's part of the reason why we have an electoral college, that is part of the reason why we have so many checks and balances in our government. And we are on the precipice, I would say, of, of their worst fears. Now, an example of this, and I was going to bring this up, was the Trump video where he, the wrestling thing where he had the CNN logo. Yeah, I saw that. 
Okay. Now, this quite caused quite a stir. I don't believe that it was necessarily advocating violence. I believe it was kind of a metaphor for a takedown of CNN. Right. But but with that being said, it very much has the flavor of reality TV. And the uh, what I was getting at is is this is is now the norm. This is how we we move opinion. This is how we shift opinion. It's all this sensational BS, for lack of a better term. And the facts are boring. Now, the, any, the, the nuance of any subject, people just do not have the patience for. And this is exactly what the forefathers and many others over the history of the United States have always said, you know, an educated population is the greatest. And when I say educated, I don't necessarily mean in school, but educated in terms of you've researched the subjects, you've 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 undertaken the time to understand things that that itself is the greatest safeguard of democracy is having an educated populace that is voting in the right way with the right issues and the right candidates. And now that's starting to falter. We have essentially a reality TV culture. And even the uh, we, we talked about this before. I brought this up before. The primaries were essentially a survivor game. You know, every week we tuned in to find out who was going to get voted off. And the popular character was the villain. You know, everybody wanted to, to find out if Trump was going to get knocked off or not. It was, and it was just a, a gigantic reality TV show, except in this case, it, it was an election. And that is how we are operating now. That is that is a extremely powerful driving force in how our culture, how our society makes its decisions. And I got to tell you, I believe it's 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 kind of scary. Right. It is scary. And I think the only reason why they plug that CNN bit thing, too, is I don't know if you I'm sure, you know, he has a history with WWE to begin with. Oh, yeah. That's he had Vince, a big, Vince McMahon yeah. or whatever his name is. Okay. I don't know anything about wrestling, but I know. Well, he didn't. Well, he had a big, there was a promotion deal. He's actually in the Hall of Fame in WWE as the celebrity wing. And what it is, is they had him. <laughs> yeah. And so was, uh, God, dude from Cleveland that host Price is Right. He's in it. Uh, oh, Drew Carey. Yeah. yeah. Mr. T, uh, Mike Tyson's in it. There's a whole celebrity wing okay. that people are in. Right. But uh, Donald Trump had a match a number of years ago. I forget what it was. It was a shave your head match. Well, Vince McMahon ended up losing his, his head that got shaved, not Donald Trump's. You know, right. but, uh, but yeah, that was, they were, they, and from what I, I don't know, from what I gathered, they may be friends, but I'm sure they are. I mean, he got his wife on the thing. <laughs> I mean, so, uh, doesn't, doesn't this take away from the dignity of the office, though? Oh, I mean, yeah. Does, does it? Uh, yeah. I think so. I think so. I mean, there is. I mean, he hasn't mentioned that from from the podium, thank God. He ain't mentioned, hey, I'm a WWE. Well, you know, he ain't done all that while he's been up there, thank goodness. But, uh, yeah, it, you know, it does to an extent. Um, I think more or less what takes away from the dignity to me of the office. I want to thank Sean for listening real quick before I forget. Uh, is more of the crazy tweets we're seeing. Oh, Absolutely. And I know That's everybody says, you're on the tweets, you're on the tweets. Well, the thing about it is, he's on the tweets. 
I don't have a problem with him tweeting. I really don't. It's a matter of how you do it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if he wants to get on there and tweet about something going on in the country, a bill we passed, it's doing great, you know, whatever. Absolutely, that's fine. sure. Those, tw- those tweets, yeah. I've even liked a few of those tweets. Those don't bother me. It's when you get on there and call people psychos and crazy shit and all that kind of stuff. That's when it gets ridiculous. Yeah. It's like a high school kid. Right. It's like he goes, I'll be honest with you, man. If I was a clinical psychologist, and I'm not, but based on his tweets, I would say the guy's borderline bipolar. Well, you're not the only one who suggested psychological issues. Yeah. Yeah, because he'll go from like, one hour, he'll be sitting there saying, oh, we passed the bill. Everything's going great. Congress is doing this. And like 15, 20 minutes later, it's like a whole other jacked up shit, man. Like, God, oh, that damn. I'm like, motherfucker, what the hell? I mean, it's like a whole, a whole other thing. Right. That's crazy. <laughs> Sean, Sean said he's the president. He don't need to be tweeting. He said, be the president. Let us be stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that's about true but uh you know and that's why i said when you get based on that and people can say well that's twitter that's not his you know well the thing about it is is what's coming out of his mind is going on to a twitter page right right so i mean evidently it's what his thoughts are yeah so i mean me it's borderline uh North Korea, I got this tonight. I don't have all the ins and outs about it. I just This literally came up while I was searching. North Korea has launched a ballistic missile in the direction of Japan, according to South Korea. Don't know all the ins and outs of that. I'm sure we may know more by Thursday on the show, but I don't know exactly. This was just literally became news 30 minutes right, ago. Right, right. Yeah, I had just noticed that, too. That is correct. Yeah. So, uh, I don't, like I said, I don't have any details, but, um, I am going to keep an eye on that. I don't know if it's going to hit Japan or if it's going to do like it did last time, come 180 miles off the shore or what the case may be, but just wanted to bring that to everybody's attention. Uh, what I'm about to say, I will say this and then we'll get into the news. All right. this is nowhere, shape, form, or fashion Billy D's opinion. This is strictly Sugar Shane's information that I'm about to give. <laughs> All right. I have a Facebook page, and I tag people when I'm going to do a show. All right. I tag. I have 2,000 people on my friends list, close to. I don't tag everybody on my friends list. I tag people that I believe will listen or potentially may listen. I've had a couple of instances where some people say, well, don't tag me no more, this, that, and all that. And, you know, first time I let you know, I was like, okay. Now, here's my issue with it. Now, I understand pokes. Poking somebody you don't know out of the blue, I don't understand that to save my life. I don't even know what a damn poke is, except to maybe get somebody's attention. But if you don't like the tag, there's ways to handle it. You can remove the fucker from all the way from your page altogether. You can hide it from your page. You can get on there and say, put a comment in there and say, hey, this cocksucking motherfucker, I don't know who he is or what he is, but I'm he's just putting this on here. If you want to listen, you can. If you don't, whatever. I don't give a shit what you put in there, quite frankly. There's no such thing as bad publicity. I don't give a shit. 
But when we got North Korea launching fucking ballistic missiles at damn Japan, we got all kinds of shit. ISIS going on in the world. People going fucking hungry in the world. One out of every eight Americans has a problem of malnutrition to the, of some kind of starvation in this country. And you want to worry about a fucking tag on your Facebook page. So if you are offended in any way by a tag that I may put you in, feel free to let me know and I will make the proper uh, arrangements of taking care of that. That's all I'll say. Don't mean to make a big deal, but to me it's just some petty ass shit, and I can't stand petty ass shit. <laughs> I hate pettiness. I despise pettiness. There's too much serious shit going on in this world for me to worry about pettiness. I that's get why. You, man. That's why it gets under my skin. I realize right. it's your Facebook page. I realize this and all that. I'm not saying that. But if all, but if a person all they got to worry about in their fucking life is a tag on their damn page, let me have your life because you got one hell of a good one. I'll swap places with you any day. That's all I got to say about that. To prove I'm not a complete asshole, because I'm only a smart ass when you get under my skin. I forgot to mention this on the last show, not yesterday, but a week from yesterday, the Sunday before. I did go do that feeding the hungry. Remember the thing I was going to the church to do? Oh, okay. Which, it was down in Canton, actually. That's where it was at. Oh. Uh, awesome. It was it was a Lutheran church, right? It was right past. The, if you go downtown and street, and there's a courthouse on the left, and it's the next it's the next Lutheran church there on the left, right when you okay. pass the courthouse. Okay. And uh, <laughs> I went down there to do that. And That's it fantastic. It wouldn't have mattered to me how they did it. I mean, if they would have said thank you or not, I mean, just so they got fed. And, uh, but it was, they, there was a lot, quite a few that were very appreciative. And I thought that was awesome, you know. Yeah. So that, that, that made it all well worth it. It didn't matter. Like I said, it was been worth it no matter what. But when, you know, I got to shake hands with a few of them. It was awesome because I got up there and they get to do seconds. And I think they liked this about me. Because I was the one serving the line when they came through, and it was buffet-style kind of, and I would, they would make the plates and give them to me, and I'd give them to the people. And when it came time for seconds, I just, I don't think there was anybody I didn't remember. I memorized everybody what they had, because some people, we had this pizza casserole. Some wanted it with pork, some without, some with mushrooms, some without, and all that. And I'd, I'd point to them, you with mushroom, right? You without, you with this, and, all that. and I recognized every one of them. I made a point to remember every one of those. And... Uh, I think that kind of hit home with them too, that I had done sure, that. Sure, sure. So uh, it was awesome, man. It really, uh, I would do it again. And intend that to is do absolutely it again. fantastic. That really is. Yeah, yep. it was. Yeah, it was. It was a quite an experience. Well, well done. And uh, Shaw said another Godzilla movie. Is there another Godzilla movie coming out? Yeah. So you're asking me? I have no idea. God Almighty. How many of them damn things are they going to do? I mean, man, man, Hollywood, boy, they need some, they're in desperate need of writers. I got to get on the keyboard, get busy. I can write some screenplays a hell of a lot better than that. Uh, President Trump, oh, as uh, Charlie Gard, have you heard about this? The little kid that's dying in the UK, I hate to even mention this. Uh, the baby. I, I, 
I don't have all the details on that, but I did hear it. I don't know exactly how the baby's dying. That's what I can't remember. I know they're trying to get the baby to come back to the U.S. to be with the family, the whole family or whatever. But okay. the Supreme, I guess their version of the Supreme Court in uh, Great in the Great Britain over there has turned down that that appeal. And President Trump said he's not, and he's willing to do anything that it takes for the parents of the baby to get you know make sure things are done right and everything, which is cool. I give him you know props for that. He seems to really have a, a heart for kids anyway. So uh, from what what I've gathered, some of the things he's done since he's been in office. But uh, I don't know what they're going to do there. I don't know. I guess they're going to appeal it maybe. I don't know. But, man, but the thing about it is, but I don't even know what the point of appealing it for. And I hate to say that, but the baby's dying in that kind of condition. It's in. They ain't expected to live long. And by the time they even got an approval, eh, it'd probably be too late. I hate to think about that. That's just. Mm. Yeah, it's a bad story. Hey, speaking of bad stories, th there is one story that did grab me that, you know, every once in a while, we're, we're all exposed to so much horrible news. And there's just one bad story after the other. And for one reason or another, maybe we have become sort of immune to it. But every once in a while a story will just kind of grab me and upset me. And this one really, really upset me. This happened in Pennsylvania. And there was a young girl who was, uh, I believe she was coming back from uh, going shopping. She had just graduated from high school. And she getting ready to go to college, had a great future ahead of her. By all accounts, you know, just a wonderful family, wonderful young girl. Her name um, uh, was, let's see here, I have it here. Her name was Bianca Robertson. She's 18 years old. And apparently this happened in Delaware County in Pennsylvania. She started, they came up to a, a, a section of the highway where they had emerged into one lane. And this guy by the name of David Desper, he was 28 years old. He's been charged for, a, we'll say, allegedly shooting. But apparently they got into a thing where they were kind of jockeying for the spot. And I, I don't know exactly what happened, if he, she pissed him off, whatever. But he pulled out a gun mm. and shot shot her in the head, killed her instantly. She went off the road. And uh, David Desper, 28, of Delaware County, this is according to some Fox News affiliate here, <clears throat> was charged with first-degree murder in the death of 18-year-old Bianca Robertson after turning himself in to police. Now, they found the car. They had a, uh, it, it was a red pickup truck, so he, they probably figured once they got the truck, they were going to, you know, get back to him. I'm speculating there. Right. But I, what could be so important about, you know, getting into the lane at a particular time, whether you go behind a car or whether you go in front of it, what could be so important to kill somebody? It's not that important. And take away the future of this wonderful young lady is just very, very upsetting to me. And uh, to do it in such a, a cal 
calculated way. It was just a very cold to to make that shot from one car to another into her head had had to be very deliberate. Had to be very deliberate. And uh, that's all I really wanted to say. I just wanted well, to vent about that. You got to be careful nowadays when you're driving down the road. You got to be careful how you even look at damn people. Well, you know, I wouldn't have cared if he just flipped her off or whatever. Oh, well, yeah. Like, like, you know, what's the big uh, to kill somebody? Yeah. There's well, absolutely. Think, I don't have. I, I'm getting to the point now where I have zero tolerance for this kind of BS. Oh, I don't. It, I, yeah, just, I have no use for it. But the thing about it is, we're living in a society now. And I don't know if it's something in the water or what in the fuck's happened to people. But there's so many people out there riding on the roads that if you cut somebody off, or even if they cut you off, and you look at them the wrong way, you don't know who's got a gun in the car and going to blow your ass away. Yeah. Because that's how people are. Well, there was that video last week of that motorcycle. I believe that was out in California somewhere where that that guy tried to uh, – the, the guy in the motorcycle kicked a car, and the car tried to swerve in front of him and lost control of his vehicle and ended up high, uh, crashing into a bunch of other cars. Yeah. I mean, it's just getting crazy. Yeah. No respect for the laws, no respect for human beings. Just, you know what it boils down to? No fucking respect. They don't even have respect for their damn selves anymore. Much less the laws or anybody or uh, anybody else. Right, right. And they wonder why they don't get ahead. I'm going to go into that, you know, and I'm going to talk about that on my next video. I hope you get the chance to watch it. I'm going to talk into about, you know, why do we have, and I was sitting there thinking the other day, why do we have motivational speakers today? We didn't have them 30, 40 years ago. You didn't know what a damn motivational speaker was, and I'm going to go into the reason why we do have them today. I'm going to explain why. We live in a different time. People back then, they had a reason to get motivated. During the 1930s, they had the fucking Great Depression. They either got motivated to get their ass up and go to work or fucking starve, one or the other. That was your two damn options. Suffering brought about motivation to a certain extent in a lot of times in, in periods in history, especially during the early 20th century. But nowadays, we live with a society that thinks they're entitled. Oh, absolutely. So they There's don't feel absolutely no reason. an entitlement. Yeah. Absolutely an entitlement mentality. There is absolutely, absolutely. Spoiled ass rotten. So they don't, they don't have that drive to go further. Because they want it handed to them. And that's not, you know, how it works. But, yeah, I was sitting there thinking about that today. I said, hell, you know, we never even knew what one of that shit was back in them days. Hell, they'd have run somebody like that out of town back in the 40s and the 50s. They'd be like, hell, I'm motivated. I'm going to take my ass to work. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. But, uh. What do you think about these Obama meetings he's been having where they're trying to say, and this is what I heard on Fox now, I'm going from Fox's perspective, okay. but they, they said that he's been kind of undermining the president by going and visiting some of these other people, these leaders overseas. I, I, I would have to research that. Yeah. I, 
I mean, Base? most ex-presidents do travel the world. And, you know, I, to what extent he can really undermine him at this point, he has no authority. Well, they really so, don't have any reason to undermine him. And I'm not taking away from him. He did some things good. Yeah. But he, but he can't go to South Korea and say, hey, I'm sorry that things ain't working out because they didn't work out with him either. You can't say to ISIS, hey, I'm sorry, because they, they didn't do nothing either. Yeah. Can't go to Europe and say, I'm sorry, it didn't work out. Guess what? It didn't work out with you either. So you really can't do that. I mean, you, the only thing you can do is say, I hope it works out with this one. Because, I mean, all bullshit aside, it didn't. Yeah. They tried sanctions with North Korea. That wasn't worth a fuck. So I'm just being honest. Nothing yeah. against the man. He done some, I'm not saying everything he did in office was bad. No. But I'm just saying that shit didn't work. Most modern presidents, and this is just being objective, most modern presidents, to one degree or another, are going to have mixed reviews historically as time oh, yeah. goes on. Yeah. There's been very few that you know get high marks. You pretty much have to go back to the era of World War II to get presidents that have extraordinarily high marks in most of their decisions, and even they made mistakes. But oh yeah, everybody m- makes mo- mistakes. Mo- most modern presidents are going to have somewhat mixed reviews as time goes on. Well, I don't know. Even Ronald Reagan, high marks as he gets for most people, there's people that still have problems with him. Oh yeah, I, he, the, the legend has transcended the man. There's absolutely no question about that. Oh yeah, no, yeah, you're right. You're you're absolutely right on that. I got a question for you. This is uh, really off kilter, completely from news. Okay. I know you're. I know you're a big believer in evolution. Now, if evolution's real, do uh-huh. you believe mankind could it instead of? Now, I believe is it's digressing, but let's just say it's evolution <laughs> progressing. Right. But let's say it progresses. Do you think there's a chance that uh, man could actually evolve, kind of like? I guess you would say taken from the comic book like X-Men. Like evolving into some kind of, you know, technically powers of whatnot. I, I'm not real familiar with the X-Men. I'm not exactly sure. What, what, you're asking, can men evolve into some sort of a... Well, well the X-Men, they just, what they were, was it was a group of people that what they had done is they, they were... Stan Lee's argument was, or his story was, that evolution had progressed them to where they had taken on abilities, like, you know, flying, shooting, whatever, flames, fire, whatever, ice, whatever the case may be, different ones had different things. Yeah. I was wondering, do you think that, do you believe it's possible? Not saying that, I, we know, if, even if it is possible, we'd never see it in our day. But I'm just saying, do you think it, that it would be possible? To that, take on... To adaptabilities, okay. whether it be psychic, tele- telekinetic, whatever the case may be. To some subtle degree, I would okay. have to say that, it, yeah, but, but, you know, comic book characters and all that exaggerate what, well, yeah, you know, but in a lot of ways, in the animal kingdom, for example, there's, there's many types of, of communication that we're still trying to understand. Dolphins and other intelligent animals can communicate on on, on various levels. Uh, birds can do it, so on and so forth. 
Right. So it, it, it might quite possibly be the case that our ability to speak and write things down and, and, and now using utilizing technology has actually diminished our ability to do those things that we might have had naturally tens of thousands of years ago. Yeah. And, you know, and my guess is, and this is strictly conjecture, but my, my, my guess is, is that technology, our focus on, on technology is probably going to hinder our ability to develop natural, you know, physical capabilities within ourselves. Right. We're going to, we're going to rely more and more on, on technology. Now this, now here's an example of what I'm talking about. Any of us, you know, that, that's sh- uh, one of those reality shows where they, where they put somebody out in the forest and they have to stay out there for 30 days or whatever, naked and afraid or what have you. Most people, okay. Mo- most people could not survive any length of time in Earth's natural environment. Okay, we are very dependent on civilization, whether we admit it or not. And oh, that's, yeah. an ex- that's an example of what I'm talking about. Civilization has taken away many of our survival skills, many of what we need to know to live in the natural environment of the Earth. And as time goes on, I believe we're going to become more and more dependent on the infrastructure around us, not only cities, but the technology and all of the other things, the, the unnatural way foods are processed and brought to us. Now, we have totally lost our relationship between us and what we are eating. Totally lost it. You know, people go out to the, to the grocery store and they buy chicken wings or whatever. It's like, like the chicken wings were made there. Right. Okay, we, 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 we've totally lost our relationship with nature and, you know, how, what we need to survive in terms of proteins, plants, and all that. We've completely lost that. And that was something that, that ancient man, prehistoric men, knew natural. So, to your point, in a lot of ways, we are, I believe, becoming more dependent on the infrastructure around us. And I, I would have to say that developing, and this is strictly a guess because nobody knows what's going to happen in the future, but my my bet would be on us developing more stuff to help us exist in this environment rather than developing inward skills or what you might call instincts yeah. that would develop to a higher degree. I would have to say that that's probably unlikely. Right. I wouldn't think it would be anything. If anything, I would never, I wouldn't think any. I mean, I was using that as an example to right. the extreme, but I don't think, you know, it's going to be like flying around and shooting fire and all that shit. But what I would think, if anything, it'd be the mind that would be more developed since we use you would a hope. low percentage. You we would use hope. Such a low percentage. I think the wild card there is going to be artificial intelligence. I, I, I don't know if that's going to be beneficial towards the development of human intelligence or not sean says you're right <laughs> it is i mean yeah technology is a downfall yeah i mean people spend so much time on that shit now that they don't even use their own brain for anything no more 
I mean, gone are the days of even getting an encyclopedia to do a little research. We just grab Google and fucking hit that and find out what it says. Right. You know, and uh, and when you Google, you usually don't even read the whole damn shit anyway. You don't even really research it. You just go, okay, I'm trying to find out who this is. You put something in. Okay, you scroll down. There's his name. Okay, I got it. And that's it. Right. Right. You don't even read the damn article. Nine times out of ten, nobody does that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I've tried to cut. I'm doing it a little by little. I'm trying to cut myself away from technology as much. I'll get on Facebook. And I'll get on Twitter two or three times a day or something like that. And I'll put them, and mostly all I'll do on Twitter is just quotes and stuff I resubmit. And then um, Facebook, I'll post something on my page or I'll post something about the show, something like that, and then I get off. Right. I don't get on it very much anymore. Well, I'm trying to cut myself back. I want to be clear. I'm not necessarily saying that technology as a flat thing is bad. No, it's not. Now, I, I love technology. Everybody knows you can You know, I, there's an old. My wife will tell you I got a whole box full of wires, and every time I buy something, I have to get some more wires. And she always says, "You mean you don't have enough wires?" <laughs> I, I love it. I'm very passionate about electronics. I I like all that stuff, but it it, it has to come with a, a general sense of other aspects of your life. And when, when you get to the point where you're not you're not using the technology to to enhance your life, but you're you're enhancing the the technology, you're there to serve it. Right. Then at that point, it starts to become uh, you know something that's bad. Now, a good example of this: a, a number of years ago, I got into a discussion and somewhat of an argument with with one of my friends. Um, I had written something at our office. This was when, when I was doing something with another company, and he made the comment that, well, well yeah, you, you know, that's really good, and it's a good thing you have that computer there because that computer makes you a better writer. And I, I would say uh, I'm not so sure. I, he, I said I'm not so sure about that. I don't know. I mean, he goes, well, obviously it makes you a better writer. It helps you with the words. You have the word spell, you know, the autocorrect and this, that, and the other thing. And, yes, I, I made it clear to him it's a tool. Okay, it is a tool that makes the process of writing much easier. But I'll tell you what, and I told him this. I said, I'll tell you what, since a computer can make you a better writer, okay, I want you to sit down in front of your computer right now. Now, that, that instrument that's in front of you is something that Shakespeare could not have imagined. Couldn't oh, have imagined no. a word processor. Couldn't have imagined the Internet. Couldn't imagine all that stuff. And if a computer will make you a better writer... You could probably knock out another Hamlet by tomorrow morning. Why don't you go ahead and do it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the computer don't make you a better writer. You're right. It might, it might help you, like you said, a tool, help your grammar. You know that. And I'm sure Shakespeare, if he had it, he would have used it. But as far, as far as for grammar and all, but as far as to get the, world, you know, the thing and form it all, you know, that's on you. So. And there are programs now that will help you with writing. There's like there's programs out there that will help you with music creation and all these other things. But I'm a firm believer in creating true art. That yeah, has I'd to come from the myself. human spirit. That yeah. has to come from, yeah. I'd rather do it myself. I mean, I didn't even know they had programs for helping you write, but I don't want nothing like that. I just soon do it myself. There's nothing against anything like that. But uh, when I write, I'd rather do it. It has to be organic. It has yeah. to be organic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it has to be what you see in your mind's eye, so to speak, that you're putting down. 
you know, when I write, and I'm sure everybody does, I, not physically, of course, only, you know, like a vision, but I see what I'm writing, you know, I, you know, I'm experiencing it while I'm writing it, so, I mean, I don't want to have to uh, rely on something else for help with that. I mean, I think when Michelangelo right. painted a painting, I believe he was feeling something when he painted that or when he sculpted that. I don't think he was just nonchalantly just going, putting some paint on the fucking wall. I think he was experiencing it. Any true artist does. Right. Danny Christie, isn't that his name? No, Chris Christie. Right. Uh, you heard about his deal? Yes, with the beach? Yeah. Yeah, that's something. <laughs> and I tell you what, man, people think that's the kind of thrown out there, but, man, that's wild shit, man. You, I mean, they ain't even got no state parks or beaches open tomorrow. And he's sitting his fat ass out there on a the goddamn beach. Well, kind of brief the audience on what this is about for, for those that may not know. What happens is closed all these state parks and these beaches in the Jersey area. And I don't remember what, exactly why he closed them. If you could tell me why, that'd be... I'm not know, sure about that. But I know they're closed. Know. Said he wasn't going to be going to them or nothing. Well, they got a shot of him at his mansion that he has two of. The governor of New Jersey has two mansions, one of which is sitting on the beach. And he's got him and his whole family sitting down on this beach that's closed down. It's probably a family, indirect family, because there's about... Uh, I'd say t- 10 to 12 that were on the beach, maybe somewhere in that range. Okay, right. And they're all just sprawled out on the beach and nobody else around because it's closed. <laughs> and he's enjoying his own fucking private beach down there. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh New Jersey's fucking tax dollars that their, their uh, property tax is already high as hell in the state of New Jersey. Owning two damn mansions. I can't get over that. That governor. But yeah, I'd be pissed off if I was a New Jersey resident right now. I'd be extremely fucking pissed off. Yeah. I tell you what, this move right here, if he had any intentions of rerunning, his ass might not get back in. This could rile enough people up right here to where he don't get voted back in. I'll tell you what, he's going to have a hard time no matter what. He's Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's pissed off a lot of people, and, and then yeah, he's a real piece of work, a real piece of work. I couldn't believe it when I saw that. I was looking at that today, and I'm like, look at that fat fucker out there on the damn beach, got his damn ball cap on, looking right up at the camera, no damn body else around but him and his family. I'm like, man, won't you low life fuck? I wonder what that camera was on. If it was on a drone or or what it, that was, it was either a drone or a helicopter. Yeah, it was it was it was an aerial shot. Right, right. Shh. Maria Menounos. I don't know if you know who that is. She's a reporter for E News. Okay. She uh, had to step down. This is you know, unfortunately, she's been battling a brain tumor. Oh. So uh, she stepped down. I wasn't real. I probably would. I've probably seen a report before and just don't remember. Christina knew who she was because she follows a lot of entertainment news. But I didn't know who she was right off the rip. But uh, she knew who it was that she had done that. So that now, is, isn't her mother sick as well? That I don't know. Okay. Honestly. I can't say 
for sure. I'm not sure. And that's another one of those stories that I just, just before we got on, happened to grab my attention. And I didn't get a chance to research it real well. Yeah, I saw that she's, all I saw was she's battling a brain tumor and she stepped down from E-News. I don't know nothing about her mother, but, um, and this is the one that gets me. And I think, I don't really think this is a kidnapping. I think it's a runaway case. And Donald Logue, you know who he is? Donald Logue, no. He's an actor. Plays on the TV show Gotham, which is a pretty big hit. He plays, if you watch the show, it's Commissioner Gordon's partner. And I can't remember his, par- his partner's name because it's been a minute since I've watched the show. But it's a pretty good show. But it's a story based on Bruce Wayne when he was a kid and Commissioner Gordon, which is Detective Gordon at that time, making his way up through the ranks. Really good show. Third season, I think, now. Well, he plays the partner. Well, in real life, his daughter, 16-year-old Jade, I believe her name is, let me check. Yeah, Jade has been uh, missing since June 26th. And uh, a lot of stars are posting on his page on Twitter, urging her to come home or whatever the case may be. I think it's a runaway case. I don't think she was actually kidnapped. Could be wrong. I hope I'm not, because I hope she comes home. If she's kidnapped from since June 26th, the chances aren't good. Just to be honest. Okay. You usually, you usually only have like a 48-hour window, and that's damn lucky if it goes 48 hours if we're kidnapped. To June 26th, slim chance. So I think we're dealing with a runaway case. Uh, her mother got on there and was pleading for her to come home and all, so I'm hoping that she comes home for the family's sake. I like the guy. He's a pretty cool guy. I like him as an actor. I liked him on the show. So uh, just, you know, uh, hate it for him. And his wife both, and uh, didn't know how. That, at first, when I first saw it, I saw it on Facebook. You know how that shit is. I thought it was a damn right. bunch of shit, and then I actually saw it on Time Magazine's YouTube channel today, and it was an actual article. Sharice in Cheshire, England, a 16-year-old Alex Dallas, I think it's England, has been banned. No, this is here in the United States. I don't know where that is. Cheshire, but I, but I don't know what state. 16-year-old Alex Dallas has been banned from prom due to lack of attendance. Now, the footnote there is, it was because he was battling cancer. Oh, I see. How the fuck do you ban somebody from prom because they was battling cancer and, could, and their attendance was low? Oh, man. Man, if I was them parents, I'd tear that fucking school, county, and everybody else. Board of Education, all brand new ass. That's just terrible. Yeah. I mean, that's just... <coughs> How does the superintendent of the school even make that decision? I don't know. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I can understand if it's off goofing off playing hooky. But battling cancer? Scottish lingerie model, Rebecca McGregor. She gets nudes from men every day. Most of them's married, in relationships, whatnot. Well, she got this one that was just bugging the shit out of her. And she blocks them whenever she gets them. I guess this guy sent a lot at one time or something. 
Okay. So she decided, I'm going to get his ass. So she started researching his, I guess, a Facebook profile or whatever the hell it was. Found out who his mother was. And she forwarded all her, all his new pics to his mother. Oh, man. And put the message down there to teach him how to treat a woman. <laughs> I'd have loved to have been a fly on the fucking wall when his mama got them damn pictures. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, God, I'd have laughed my ass off. I'd have laughed my ass off. And last thing I got, we only got a minute left. San Pedro Hamalola. I don't even know who the hell that is, but he's a mayor. That's a Mexican city. It's a small fishing town in southern Mexico. And the mayor, Victor Aguilar, he married a crocodile. Evidently, it's some kind of tradition down there. To marry a crocodile has been a tradition since 1789 in order to uh, <laughs> increase prosperity in the community. Now, the only thing I've wondered is if he's a married man already, is this bigamy? Yeah. If he's married to crocodile. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like I a mean, croc. Oh, man. He's, I've seen the video. He's got a damn crocodile got a, got a damn uh, bridal veil on, and he's holding it up in the air and kissing it in the damn mouth. Oh, I said, oh, fuck this shit, man. I understand you got customs and all, but I tell you what, there'd be some times I just had to say, look, I appreciate the old customs, but I'm starting some new ones. <laughs> That's all we got for this week. I did want to make mention we're going to have Earl with us on the show. We'll explain more about him on Thursday night, but he's going to be on the show with us. We'll have a guest with us on Thursday night. All right, cool. And uh, other than that, we'll be back Thursday night. Appreciate all y'all that did listen and will listen. Y'all have a good evening and have a good fourth. There's a difference between do it yourself and do it for a living. At the Home Depot, we get that. And we're here to help pros get the job done with the products and brands you trust. Technology to keep your job on track. Job site delivery to save you time. And bulk pricing on over 4,000 items every day to save you money. When you've got a job, we're on the job. The Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Next fall, the Northern Lights will be waiting for you. Fly via Iceland to your European destination of choice and enjoy a stopover for no additional airfare. Find out more at icelandair.com.